Now let's explore situationen that might shock, disappoint or discourage you. To shock is another Aaron verb so you can work it out as Ja, schockieren. Shocking is schockierend. That's S-C-H-O-C-K-I-E-R-E-N-D. Just add a D onto the whole verb to give you that English ing ending. Now, diving into the past and using der Horrorfilm, how would you say, the Horrorfilm really shocked me? Der Horrorfilm hat mich wirklich schockiert. Der Horrorfilm hat mich wirklich schockiert. Let's now add, I thought that the film was truly disappointing. To disappoint is enttäuschen. E-N-T-T-A-Umlaut-U-S-C-H-E-N. So disappointing will be enttäuschend with a D. Gut. But the diving form is enttäuscht with a T. No get necessary up front with all verbs starting with ent. The diving form of Denken is a really bad guy. Remember gedacht. So firstly, I thought... Ich habe gedacht. Ich habe gedacht. Okay, keeping enttäuschend in mind, how would you say that the film was truly disappointing? That, das, triggers a vile situation, so in German we'll say that the film really disappointing was. Dass der Film echt enttäuschend war. Dass der Film echt enttäuschend war. Now putting that together, I thought that the film was truly disappointing. Ich habe gedacht, dass der Film echt enttäuschend war. Ich habe gedacht, dass der Film echt enttäuschend war. You know, this ent sometimes runs parallel to the English dis. As you may recall, Michelle Thomas taught us entdecken, which means to discover. Now here's a really nice example of German word building in action and even parallel thinking. Courage is der Mut. Mutig is courageous, that's M-U-T-I-G, mutig. Ermutigen is to encourage. So how do you think you say to discourage? Entmutigen. Gut, entmutigen. Julia, try this group of words now. Courage, courageous, to encourage, to discourage. Mut, mutig, ermutigen, entmutigen. And now it's your turn. Mut, mutig, ermutigen, entmutigen. Great to be able to pick up so much vocabulary thanks to one tiny courageous word, mut, courage. Now you know, der Fehler is a mistake. Capital F-E-H-L-E-R. Think failure. All words ending in E-R remain the same in the plural, so the mistakes are die Fehler. Now, let's use entmutigen to say mistakes should never discourage you. But first, what's that should handle? Sollen. And here we need sollten. Never is nie. So let's use the formal Z first. 
Bearing in mind the German word order, you'll say, Mistakes should you never discourage. Fehler sollten Sie nie entmutigen. Fehler sollten Sie nie entmutigen. Good. What if Julius said this to Julia? Fehler sollten dich nie entmutigen, Julia. Fehler sollten dich nie entmutigen, Julia. Bravo, das stimmt auch, Julia. That's right. Now, remembering that handy trick when you add a D onto the full verb to give it that ing ending, what is encouraging? Ermutigend. And recalling the word Erfolg, how would you say, success is encouraging and motivating? Erfolg ist ermutigend und motivierend. So true. Did you work that motivierend out? Leicht, nicht? In his language builder, Michel Thomas introduced us to the verb to surprise, überraschen. Think of something rushing quickly over you and thereby surprising you. In fact, rasch, think of the English word rash, is the same as schnell, quickly. So if überraschen is to surprise, surprising will be überraschend. Listen to where the stress falls on überraschen, not at the beginning, so this is not a separable verb. What's more, verbs starting with über don't require a ge in the diving past tense. Try, it didn't surprise me that he complained about it. First, it didn't surprise me or it hasn't surprised me. Es hat mich nicht überrascht. Genau, es hat mich nicht überrascht. That he complained about it. To complain is the reflexive verb sich beklagen. That's B-E-K-L-A-G-E-N. Remember that in the diving past tense, verbs beginning with be don't have a G-E at the beginning either. So let's first work out he complained about it. Er hat sich darüber beklagt. Er hat sich darüber beklagt. Did you get it about darüber? Good. Now let's link both parts using das, remembering how das sends hat to the end of the sentence. Go for it. It didn't surprise me that he complained about it. Es hat mich nicht überrascht, dass er sich darüber beklagt hat. Es hat mich nicht überrascht, dass er sich darüber beklagt hat. Bravo, well done. When complaining, you may need some vocabulary to express anger. To be cross or angry is böse sein. That's B-O-Umlaut-S-E. Boom, that word, böse. It's a great word and really sounds like its meaning. So how would you say, Yet again, Franz comes too late. I'm so cross about it. Remember, if you start with yet again, schon wieder, your verb must be the second idea. Schon wieder kommt Franz zu spät. Ich bin so böse darüber. Schon wieder kommt Franz zu spät. Ich bin so böse darüber. Be aware, though, that böse also implies nasty, mean and even wicked. Now, wütend, meaning furious, is a step up from böse. So let's add, his lack of punctuality makes me furious. 
Remember that feminine kite word made from pünktlich? Hooking un onto it to make it a negative quality, how would you say his lack of punctuality? Seine Unpünktlichkeit. And now, using machen and recalling wütend, his lack of punctuality makes me furious. Seine Unpünktlichkeit macht mich wütend. Seine Unpünktlichkeit macht mich wütend. Poor Franz never gets things right, as you'll soon see. Let me first explain, though. Mich means me, but as you know, to me is... Mir. And if you want to say with me... Mit mir. Could you now work out with you when talking to a close friend? Mit dir. Genau. And while we're talking about it, with him is mit ihm, that's I-H-M, and with her is mit ihr, I-H-R. So, just for fun, using gern, let's try. Franz likes to dance with her. Franz tanzt gern mit ihr. Franz tanzt gern mit ihr. And if to flirt is flirten, how about... And Paula always likes to flirt with him. Und Paula flirtet immer gern mit ihm. Prima. Now. But Franz is furious. Aber Franz ist wütend. Aber Franz ist wütend, because she won't go out with him. Now, aus is out. So, can you work out the whole verb for to go out? Ausgehen, yes. Good. Now take your time to think through what that word won't really means in won't go out with him. You need what Michelle Thomas called heightened awareness of your own language. So, once again, because she won't go out with him? Weil sie mit ihm nicht ausgehen will. Weil sie mit ihm nicht ausgehen will. Did you get that won't, meaning will not in the sense of doesn't want to? Sie will nicht. This was a vile situation, so will had to go to the end, giving you because she, with him, not go out once. Weil sie mit ihm nicht ausgehen will. A tough one, that. Der arme Franz. Poor Franz, indeed. Let's just tidy up a bit. How would you say with us? Mit uns. And with you, when you're being formal and polite? Mit ihnen. With you. And mit ihnen with a small i means with them. Okay, here's a word to prepare you for that embarrassing situation. Peinlich is embarrassing. That's P-E-I-N-L-I-C-H. You won't forget it when you realize that die Pein means agony, suffering in German, very close to the English pain. So how would you say an embarrassing situation? Eine peinliche Situation. So let's try, I was so embarrassed. But we'll have to rephrase that as a German would say, it was to me so embarrassing. Es war mir so peinlich. 
Es war mir so peinlich. Good. Now let's add, I had forgotten to leave a tip for the waiter. A tip for the waiter is ein Trinkgeld für den Kellner. Trinkgeld. Can you translate that literally? Yes, drink money. Okay, if to forget is vergessen and there's no change in the diving part, how would you say, I had forgotten? Ich hatte vergessen. And now, as I had forgotten? Da ich vergessen hatte? Now, to leave a tip for the waiter in German is to leave behind, hinterlassen, a tip for the waiter. And remember to put zu hinterlassen at the end. Ein Trinkgeld für den Kellner zu hinterlassen. Ein Trinkgeld für den Kellner zu hinterlassen. By the way, after für, der changes to den, für den Kellner. I'll return to that in a moment. First, be brave and link all those embarrassing parts. To remind you of the word order, you'll say, it was to me so embarrassing. As I forgotten had, a tip for the waiter to behind leave. Es war mir so peinlich, da ich vergessen hatte, ein Trinkgeld für den Kellner zu hinterlassen. Es war mir so peinlich, da ich vergessen hatte, ein Trinkgeld für den Kellner zu hinterlassen. Wow, das war super. If you even made just a stab at that, no need for any embarrassment where your German is concerned. After all, mistakes really don't matter. It's the fact that you've tried and made yourself understood that matters. So tell your friends, practice makes perfect, or literally, as the Germans say, practice makes the master. So if practice is Übung and remembering the word for master, Meister, work out how you would say, practice makes the master. Übung macht den Meister. Practice makes perfect. And as der Meister is the victim of the verb machen, der must change to den. Übung macht den Meister. That brings me back to the other Dane we just met. The tip für den Kellner. Well, just as with our mit von zu situation, which triggers the change of der and das to dem, so für, meaning for, triggers a change in der. Der to den, but only for der words. You can use für in front of das and die words, but they will not register any change, apart from für das occasionally being shortened to fürs. Okay, moving on. Michelle Thomas presented lots of expressions based around those heavy-duty verbs haben and sein. Let's see what we can do to get even more out of them. They're great value for money and really earn their keep. How would you say, I have no time to buy it? Ich habe keine Zeit, es zu kaufen. Ich habe keine Zeit, es zu kaufen. Schade. Pity. Now try using do. Have you time to get the shopping for me? For to get, use besorgen. A good general word for acquiring things or getting things done. From Einkaufen to shop, literally to buy in, we get die Einkäufe, 
the shopping, literally the buying in things, die Einkäufe. So once again, have you time to get the shopping for me? Hast du Zeit, die Einkäufe für mich zu besorgen? Hast du Zeit, die Einkäufe für mich zu besorgen? What about, I would have the time, but I haven't a clue where to go. Let's split that up. I would have the time. Ich hätte die Zeit. Ich hätte die Zeit. Now, do you remember the word Ahnung from the first segment, which we made from Ahnen to have a hunch? The expression for I haven't a clue, or in German I have no clue, is Ich habe keine Ahnung. So let's say I would have the time, but I have no clue. Ich hätte die Zeit, aber ich habe keine Ahnung. And to complete it, we need where to go. Now let's think about where to go. This is really shorthand for to where I should go. So if wo is where, what is to where or where to? Wohin. Now, to where I should go. Should is that useful handle soll. So, where I should go to. Wohin ich gehen soll. And putting all three parts together again. I would have the time, but I haven't a clue where I should go to. Ich hätte die Zeit, aber ich habe keine Ahnung, wohin ich gehen soll. Ich hätte die Zeit, aber ich habe keine Ahnung, wohin ich gehen soll. Super. In English you say you are hungry and thirsty, but in German there are two ways of saying this. Either you have hunger, der Hunger, and it's even spelt the same way, or you are hungry, hungrig, H-U-N-G-R-I-G. It's the same for thirst, der Durst, or thirsty, which you can work out is Durstig. Genau, durstig. Okay, you ask, what is there to eat? And say, I'm famished. Let's start with, what is there to eat? Was gibst du essen? Now, I'm famished, which is literally, I have a hunger of bears, bärenhunger. Be sure to change the masculine ein to einen, because Bärenhunger is the victim of the verb haben. So, I'm famished. Ich habe einen Bärenhunger. Gut gemacht. What about, I have an enormous thirst. Riesig, R-I-E-S-I-G, is enormous. No surprise that der Riese is a giant then. Remember that the thirst is the victim of the verb and to make riesig agreeable. Once again, I have an enormous thirst. Ich habe einen riesigen Durst. Ich habe einen riesigen Durst. Gut. Hooking fair right onto the front of certain verbs intensifies the meaning. Hooked onto hungern, to go hungry, to starve. Verhungern means to die of hunger. Can you now work out how to say to die of thirst? Verdursten. Genau, verdursten. Now say to Julius, 
I will die of thirst. Ich werde verdursten. Ich werde verdursten. If I don't get a large lager. A large lager is ein großes helles. And if is when and triggers that vile situation. So, ich werde verdursten if I don't get a large lager. Wenn ich kein großes helles bekomme. Genau. Ich werde verdursten, wenn ich kein großes helles bekomme. That busy verb haben is also at the core of to be lucky, Glück haben, literally to have luck. And its opposite, Pech haben, to have bad luck. Pech in German is in fact black pitch, and getting stuck in oily tar is hard luck indeed. So it won't surprise you that Pech gehabt means hard luck. Julius can't buy Julia that lager, so try Hard luck, Julia, I still have to finish working here. Pech gehabt, Julia. Ich muss hier noch arbeiten. Now, using the do form and verloren for lost, how would you say, what? You've lost your student card and your passport? Hard luck. Let's start with what you've lost. Was? Du hast verloren? Gut. Now, identity papers in general are die Ausweispapiere. Der Ausweis, that's capital A-U-S-W-E-I-S, is the identity part. And Papiere, clearly the papers, the documents. Now, put Studenten in front of Ausweis and you have der Studentenausweis, the student card. Der Pass is the passport. Think it out now. Both are dare words. So how would you say to Julius, what? You've lost your student card and your passport? Remember, der changes to dein, your. But not only that, there will be an additional change given that der Studentenausweis and der Pass are both victims of the verb verlieren. Was? Du hast deinen Studentenausweis und deinen Pass verloren? Was? Du hast deinen Studentenausweis und deinen Pass verloren? Did you remember to change dein to deinen? Well done if you did. But don't worry if you didn't, you'll still have been understood. Now, keeping in mind Pech gehabt, let's put that back together. What? You've lost your student card and your passport? Hard luck. Was? Du hast deinen Studentenausweis und deinen Pass verloren? Pech gehabt. Was? Du hast deinen Studentenausweis und deinen Pass verloren? Pech gehabt. Let's please solve this lost ID problem. Okay, using lösen, which means to solve, it's a regular good guy in the past, try problem solved. Problem gelöst. Problem gelöst. Gott sei Dank. Thank goodness. Wieso? How so? How would you say, I found it in the suitcase? What luck! Firstly, what's the diving past of finden? Gefunden. So remembering der Koffer for suitcase and that in the for der words becomes in dem or im, try I found it in the suitcase. 
Ich hab's im Koffer gefunden. Ich hab's im Koffer gefunden. Remember, you can shorten ich habe es to ich hab's. Finally, substituting Glück for Pech, how would you say what luck? Glück gehabt. Glück gehabt, richtig. And putting it all together, problem solved, I found it in the suitcase, what luck. Problem gelöst. Ich hab's im Koffer gefunden. Glück gehabt. Just a few more phrases with haben, as they're so easy to use. Michelle Thomas taught you that sich Sorgen machen is to worry, literally to make worries for yourself. But to have worries will simply be... Sorgen haben. Ja, Sorgen haben. Either or in German is very simply entweder oder wrapped around the options, just as in English. Entweder, E-N-T-W-E-D-E-R, oder, O-D-E-R. So how would you say, all people have either big worries or little worries? Alle Leute haben entweder große Sorgen oder kleine Sorgen. Alle Leute haben entweder große Sorgen oder kleine Sorgen. Leider. Unfortunately. The mood is die Laune. In English you can be in either a good mood or a bad mood, but in German you have either good or bad mood. So try and work out to be in either a good or a bad mood. Entweder gute oder schlechte Laune haben. Entweder gute oder schlechte Laune haben. Michelle Thomas also taught us to be frightened, or literally to have fear, which is Angst haben. Genau. Angst haben. Now there's a word. Angst. One we've adopted in English. We also say to be frightened of, but in German it's Angst haben vor. So how would you say, I have a huge fear of spiders and snakes? Let's break that down. The verb spinnen is your clue to the German word for spiders. Spinnen means to spin. No surprises there. And which insect spins? Of course, spiders spin. Spinnen, spinnen. Now back to our sentence. I have a huge, riesig fear of spiders. Remember to make riesig agreeable. So, huge fear? Riesige Angst. A huge fear of spiders? Riesige Angst vor Spinnen. Now let's try the complete sentence. I have a huge fear of spiders and snakes. Snakes are Schlangen. Ich habe riesige Angst vor Spinnen und Schlangen. But don't worry, there are no snakes around if you hear this. Vor dem Kino bitte Schlange stehen und warten. In front of the cinema, vor dem Kino, Please queue and wait. Bitte Schlange stehen und warten. Yes, Schlange stehen, to queue. Lines often snake around, right? Now, if you are right about something, you have right in German. Right is Recht, capital R, E-C-H-T, right. So how would you say to be right or literally to have right?
Du hast recht. You're right. Recht haben. Now, using the polite sie form, how would you say this? You're right. I'm to blame for it. First, you are right. Sie haben recht. Sie haben recht. If you are to blame for something, you say to have the fault, the guilt. Schuld haben an. Schuld is capital S-C-H-U-L-D. Remembering for it is daran. Try, I am to blame for it. Ich habe die Schuld daran. Ich habe die Schuld daran. But you'll more frequently hear the shorter, meine Schuld, my fault. That word Schuld is also buried inside Entschuldigung, meaning I'm sorry. Remember Ent, meaning dis, to take away the blame? Disculpate, as Michelle Thomas said? He also mentioned die Gewohnheit haben, to have the habit, die Gewohnheit, to be accustomed to doing something. From Gewohnheit you get gewöhnlich, usually, normally. So how would you say, I usually spend the evening at home reading, or literally in German, I have the habit, in the evenings, at home to read. In the evening or evenings is abends. Do pronounce the S clearly. So I have the habit in the evenings. Ich habe die Gewohnheit abends. Ich habe die Gewohnheit abends of reading at home. Again, ignore the English ing expression and use zu plus the full verb. Once again, of reading at home. Zu Hause zu lesen. Zu Hause zu lesen. And putting that together, starting with abends, in the evenings I have the habit of reading at home. Abends habe ich die Gewohnheit, zu Hause zu lesen. Abends habe ich die Gewohnheit, zu Hause zu lesen. Did you remember that your verb needs to be the second idea? Here's another handy expression using haben. Die Absicht haben means to have the intention of. How would you say, I always intend to leave the house at nine o'clock in the morning, but I'm normally late. To leave the house is das Haus verlassen. Let's start with, I always intend. Ich habe immer die Absicht. To leave the house at nine o'clock in the morning. If abends is in the evening or evenings, work out the German for in the morning or mornings. Morgens. Gut. At nine o'clock is um neun Uhr. Now think it through. To leave the house at nine o'clock in the morning. Time before place. Morgens um neun Uhr das Haus zu verlassen. Ich habe immer die Absicht, morgens um neun Uhr das Haus zu verlassen. Gut gemacht. And finally, but normally I'm late. Can you recall the German for usually, normally? Gewöhnlich. So, thinking of the word order, back to our final part, but normally I'm late. In German you say late for it, i.e. late for leaving the house, spät daran. So try, but normally I'm late for it.
Aber gewöhnlich bin ich spät daran. Aber gewöhnlich bin ich spät daran. Let's hear that once more. I always intend to leave the house at nine o'clock in the morning, but I'm normally late for it. Ich habe immer die Absicht, morgens um neun Uhr das Haus zu verlassen, aber gewöhnlich bin ich spät daran. Let's leave these Harbin expressions for a moment and look at how to tell the time. Firstly, you need to know that an hour is eine Stunde. This also means a school lesson. But let's stick with time and to be sure of your numbers up to 24, you can always consult the user guide. To ask the time, you literally say, how many clock is it? Which sounds quite strange. The word for how many is wie viel and clock is uhr. So how would you ask what time is it? Literally, how many clock is it? Wie viel Uhr ist das? Remember, Michelle Thomas taught us an alternative, easier way. Do you remember how to ask, how late is it? Wie spät ist es? Richtig. Now, although the word Uhr can mean a small watch, bigger clocks, even a parking meter, when you're talking about the time, it means o'clock. So using really, wirklich, and already, schon, Ask, is it really already 11 o'clock? Ist es wirklich schon 11 Uhr? Ist es wirklich schon 11 Uhr? Prima! Did you like that little elf for 11? Thought so. Now, to say what the time is on the hour, you just say it is, then the number, and then Uhr. How would you say 3 o'clock? Es ist 3 Uhr. Did you get that? Es ist drei Uhr. Now, quarter is viertel. Did you hear the fear in there? To say quarter past, you would say quarter after. After is nach. So how would you say quarter past? Viertel nach. Now, quarter two is viertel vor. Quarter before. If at is um... How would you say, speaking formally, you must arrive at quarter to six, but I will arrive at quarter past five? Let's break it down. Start with, you must arrive at quarter to six. Sie müssen um Viertel vor sechs ankommen. Now for the second part, but I will arrive at quarter past five. Remember to use the Werde handle and the whole verb, the full verb, for the future tense. Aber ich werde um Viertel nach fünf ankommen. Aber ich werde um Viertel nach fünf ankommen. Now let's link the two parts. You must arrive at quarter to six, but I will arrive at quarter past five. Sie müssen um Viertel vor sechs ankommen, aber ich werde um Viertel nach fünf ankommen. For half past the hour, Germans say half before the next hour. But they don't say before. You just have to remember that this is what it means. Let's try a few. How would a German say, it's half past ten? Es ist halb elf. Es ist halb elf. It's half eleven, meaning half before eleven, i.e. half past ten. 
Okay, another one. How would you say it's half past seven? Es ist halb acht. Okay, did you get that? It is half before eight, meaning half past seven. Now, for the other times, you just say the number of minutes with the word for minutes, minuten, then nach for past, or four for two. So how would you say it's ten minutes past two? Es ist zehn Minuten nach zwei. Okay. And one last one at twenty to nine. Um zwanzig vor neun. Um zwanzig vor neun. At twenty to nine. You are now ready to fix an appointment. Einen Termin ausmachen. Think of to determine a date. Einen Termin ausmachen. If you want to ask at what time should we meet, you'll need the reflexive verb sich treffen, to meet one another. So, at what time would be? Um wie viel Uhr? Richtig, um wie viel Uhr? If sich treffen is reflexive, it follows that when you say we meet, you're actually saying we meet each other. And here you use uns. So, we meet each other is now? Wir treffen uns. Ja, wir treffen uns. And if it's a question, do we meet? Treffen wir uns? Treffen wir uns? Now think of the word order and ask, at what time do we meet? Um wie viel Uhr treffen wir uns? Um wie viel Uhr treffen wir uns? What about, at what time should we meet? Um wie viel Uhr sollen wir uns treffen? Um wie viel Uhr sollen wir uns treffen? And at what time can we meet? Um wie viel Uhr können wir uns treffen? And just to make sure, at what time do we want to meet? Um wie viel Uhr wollen wir uns treffen? And one last one, at what time will we meet? Um wie viel Uhr werden wir uns treffen? Richtig. Um wie viel Uhr werden wir uns treffen? You've got it. Returning now to one last Harben expression. It is really handy to know how to say there's no point or literally it has or it makes no sense. The German word for point or sense is Sinn. Capital S-I-N-N. So to say, there's no point, you literally say, it has no sense. Have a go remembering that sin is masculine and the victim of the verb. So again, there's no point. Es hat keinen Sinn. Did you remember the en ending on keinen? Kein, just like ein and mein, gains an en when the noun belonging to it is the victim of the verb. After es hat keinen Sinn, you'll use zu and the whole verb. So once again, there's no point going there. Remember, we need to say there's no point going to there. Es hat keinen Sinn, dorthin zu gehen. 
Es hat keinen Sinn, dorthin zu gehen. What about, there's no point asking him? Him, when he's the victim of the asking, is ihn. Es hat keinen Sinn, ihn zu fragen. Es hat keinen Sinn, ihn zu fragen. Asking her would be sie zu fragen. Even though sie is the victim of the verb, it doesn't change. And this applies when sie means them and with a big S, the formal you. Recalling mich, me, what about? There's no point asking me. Es hat keinen Sinn, mich zu fragen. And you, when talking to a close friend, is dich. Now imagine Julia says, there's no point asking you. Es hat keinen Sinn, dich zu fragen. Ja, dich zu fragen. Es hat keinen Sinn, dich zu fragen. Warum nicht? Why not? Tell Julia not to disturb you and say that you're busy. The verb meaning to disturb, stören, is a regular good guy. Using the command form for the do person, say, don't disturb me or disturb me not. Stör mich nicht. Stör mich nicht. Don't disturb me. To say, I'm busy, literally, I have things to do, that's just, I have to do in German. Things to do is understood, of course. So how would you say, I have to do? Ich habe zu tun. Ich habe zu tun. I have things to do. I'm busy. Stör mich nicht. Ich habe zu tun. You'll now understand the sign hanging on your hotel door. Bitte nicht stören. Meaning, of course. Please don't disturb. Stören also implies bothering someone. So how would Julia say, It bothers me that you are also never punctual, Julia, like Franz. Starting with, it bothers me. Es stört mich. Es stört mich. Now recalling never is nie or niemals, and punctual is pünktlich, round that off with, that you are also never punctual. Dass du auch nie pünktlich bist. Dass du auch nie pünktlich bist. And putting that together, it bothers me that you are also never punctual, Julia, like Franz. Remember, like is V. Es stört mich, dass du auch nie pünktlich bist, Julia, wie Franz. Es stört mich, dass du auch nie pünktlich bist, Julia. Ja, ja, there is a saying, punctuality is politeness. Recalling the word unpünktlichkeit, lack of punctuality, and making a feminine kite word from höflich, meaning polite, can you work out how to say punctuality is politeness? Pünktlichkeit ist Höflichkeit. Ja, Pünktlichkeit ist Höflichkeit. Let's now look at a few expressions that are based on that other essential verb, sein, to be. You'll need it for describing the weather, das Wetter. Many German weather expressions are remarkably close to the English. Take der Wind, 
That's capital W-I-N-D, Vint. Now for windy, just add an I-G. When you put an ending on Vint, the T sound at the end changes back to a D. So what's the word for windy? Be sure to pronounce the D and ich ending. Yes, windig. Listen to the endings again. Wind, windig. Wind, windig. Wind, windy. So if terribly is furchtbar, how would you say it's terribly windy today? Es ist furchtbar windig heute. Es ist furchtbar windig heute. Die Sonne is the sun, so sunny is... Sonnig. So how would you say, I hope that it'll be sunny tomorrow? Breaking that up to help you with the word order, I hope that... Ich hoffe, dass... Ich hoffe, dass... Now firstly say, it will be sunny tomorrow. Es wird morgen sonnig sein. Es wird morgen sonnig sein. Think it through before you link the parts. I hope that it will be sunny tomorrow. Ich hoffe, dass es morgen sonnig sein wird. Ich hoffe, dass es morgen sonnig sein wird. Ich auch. Me too. Note how German says I too, ich auch, instead of me too. You too is du auch and us too, wir auch. So, what's you two using the polite form? Sie auch. Zurück zum Wetter. Back to the weather. Der Sturm, capital S-T-U-R-M, is the storm. And to say stormy, you need only add ish to the end of Sturm. And the U also gains an umlaut. So what is the word for stormy? Stürmisch. How would you say... Yesterday it was terribly stormy. Gestern war es furchtbar stürmisch. Well done. Remember, es regnet. What about, it's raining yet again. For yet again, German says already again, schon wieder. So once again, it's raining yet again. Es regnet schon wieder. Es regnet schon wieder. So, if it's snowing is es schneit, how would you say, great, it's snowing yet again? Toll, es schneit schon wieder. Toll, es schneit schon wieder. If to go skiing is Skifahren gehen, let's add, let's go skiing. That's the command form, let us go. Gehen wir Skifahren. Gehen wir Skifahren. Gut gemacht. Whenever I listen to the weather forecast, die Wettervorhersage, it's often, es ist stark bewölkt. It's very cloudy. Bewölkt, that's B-E-W-O-Umlaut-L-K-T, comes from die Wolke, the cloud. Stark actually means strong. But when used for the weather, very. Stark bewölkt, very cloudy. If light or slightly is leicht, 
How would you say slightly cloudy? Leicht bewölkt. Leicht bewölkt. Good. But remember, leicht also means easy. In German, to describe how you feel, use sein, to be. However, if you want to say you're cold, say to me is cold, remembering that to me is mir. So I'm cold would be... Mir ist kalt. Richtig, mir ist kalt. So how would you say I'm warm? In other words, to me is warm. Mir ist warm. Mir ist warm. And if heiß is hot, that's H-E-I-S-Z. I'm so hot, I have to drink something quickly. The German word order is, I'm so hot, I must quickly something drink. Mir ist so heiß, ich muss schnell etwas trinken. Mir ist so heiß, ich muss schnell etwas trinken. The same applies to kühl, cool, schlecht, bad and übel, which means both bad and physically sick. You don't say that you are cold, but that to you it is cold. So how would you say, please help me, I don't feel well. Use the polite Z form and remember you have to say, give help to me. So once again, please help me. Helfen Sie mir bitte. Helfen Sie mir bitte. Now, I don't feel well, I feel sick. Mir ist schlecht. Helfen Sie mir bitte. Mir ist schlecht. Or, mir ist übel. Here's another common expression. It's clear to me. It mimics the English so closely you won't forget it and will be able to work it out easily. It is to me clear. Es ist mir klar. Es ist mir klar. Gut. Recalling möglich, how would you say, it's clear to me that it's possible. Es ist mir klar, dass es möglich ist. Es ist mir klar, dass es möglich ist. And knowing nötig, necessary, it's clear to me that it's also necessary. Es ist mir klar, dass es auch nötig ist. Es ist mir klar, dass es auch nötig ist. What about, it's clear to me that it is not a good idea. Es ist mir klar, dass es keine gute Idee ist. Es ist mir klar, dass es keine gute Idee ist. There are dozens more expressions using sein and clearly we can't tackle them all here. But before I say, das wär's, that's it, let me draw your attention to a peculiarity in the German language. Michelle Thomas told you that there is and there are in German is es ist and es sind, and so it is. It's still strange that you can use the plural sind with a singular s, but you can. However, you'll frequently hear the alternative es gibt, and this time the singular es gibt works for both there is and there are. Es gibt is more specific and insistent, and very importantly what follows is always the victim of the verb. Being quite specific, how would you say, 
there's a beautiful cathedral in Köln. Beautiful is wunderschön, and the cathedral is der Dome. Think of a domed roof. Es gibt einen wunderschönen Dom in Köln. Es gibt einen wunderschönen Dom in Köln, being agreeable. Nobody is niemand. So being more general and using es ist, what's, there's nobody there. Es ist niemand da. Es ist niemand da. Da and dort are interchangeable. Now let's be fairly general again and using es sind, what about, there's lots of people there. Es sind viele Leute da. Good. In the past tense, there is and there are changed to there was and there were. Do you remember what these are in German? Es war and es waren. You can go back to your original Michelle Thomas courses at any time to review these verb forms. Es gibt becomes es gab, spelt G-A-B, even though it sounds like a P. Es gab, there was and there were. Right. If circus is der Zirkus, how would you say being specific? Last year there was a good circus in Berlin. Last year is letztes Jahr. And you will change the word order when you start with this. So once again, last year there was a good circus in Berlin. Letztes Jahr gab es einen guten Zirkus in Berlin. Letztes Jahr gab es einen guten Zirkus in Berlin. Gut. If animals is Tiere, let's now add the more general comment, but there were no animals there. Aber es waren keine Tiere da. Aber es waren keine Tiere da. Prima. To ask what's new, that expression es gibt will also prove useful. First, though, how would you say to a close friend, Hello, I haven't seen you for ages. For ages is seit langem, since a long time. So diving into the past with Zayn, once again, Hallo, I haven't seen you for ages. Hallo, ich habe dich seit langem nicht gesehen. Hallo, ich habe dich seit langem nicht gesehen. Gut, and now if you want to ask what's new, in German you use es gibt, And was for what? And you ask, what gives? What's new? Was gibt's? Genau. Was gibt's? Was gibt es? Shortened to, was gibt's? Apart from was gibt's, you'll also hear, gibt es etwas Neues bei dir? Is there anything new with you? Gibt es etwas Neues bei dir? This is usually shortened to, gibt's was Neues bei dir? Let's break this down. Gibt es, is there, etwas Neues, something new, by dir, by you, concerning you. You try. Ask Julia, is there anything new with you? Julia, gibt es etwas Neues bei dir? This etwas Neues expression is really handy, echt praktisch. Simply take any adjective you want. How about klein? Give it a capital, add an ES, which turns it into a das word, kleines, put etwas in front, 
and away you go. Etwas Kleines, something small. So how would you say something good? Etwas Gutes. Etwas Gutes and something bad? Etwas Schlechtes. Yeah, etwas Schlechtes. And remembering komisch, which can mean strange or funny, something strange. Etwas Komisches. Gut, etwas Komisches. The good news is the same applies to nichts, nothing, feel a lot, and its opposite wenig, little. So, if interessant is interesting, how would you say nothing interesting? Nichts Interessantes. Nichts Interessantes. Now, in English we would say, I didn't hear anything interesting on the news today, but German would say, I heard nothing interesting. To hear, hören, is a regular good guy when it dives into the past. So you try, I didn't hear anything interesting. Ich habe nichts Interessantes gehört. Ich habe nichts Interessantes gehört. On the news is in den Nachrichten. So, starting with heute, how would you say, I didn't hear anything interesting on the news today. Heute habe ich nichts Interessantes in den Nachrichten gehört. Heute habe ich nichts Interessantes in den Nachrichten gehört. What about, she'd like to buy something cheap in the supermarket. Remember, if you use a handle like möchte here, you don't need a zu before the whole verb. In the supermarket is im Supermarkt and cheap is billig. B-I-L-L-I-G. So once again, she would like to buy something cheap in the supermarket. Sie möchte etwas Billiges im Supermarkt kaufen. Sie möchte etwas Billiges im Supermarkt kaufen. And if hot, highly seasoned is scharf, think of our word sharp, how would you say she's not allowed to eat anything hot? Think this one through. To be allowed to is another handle. Which one will you grab? Dürfen, yes. How would you now say she is allowed to? Sie darf. Now add, eat nothing hot. Nichts scharfes essen. Now, all together, she isn't allowed to eat anything hot. Or, she is allowed to eat nothing hot. Sie darf nichts scharfes essen. Gut gemacht. Well done. One last example. I always eat the same. Today I want something different. If the same is dasselbe, spelled as one word, D-A-S-S-E-L-B-E, how would you say, I always eat the same? Ich esse immer dasselbe. Ich esse immer dasselbe. And if something different is etwas anderes, how would you say, today I want something different? Heute will ich etwas anderes. Heute will ich etwas anderes. Now, putting that together. I always eat the same. Today I want something different. Ich esse immer dasselbe. Heute will ich etwas anderes. Ich esse immer dasselbe. 
Heute will ich etwas anderes. Okay, let's do etwas anderes, something different, and take a look at those tiny, mostly untranslatable emphasis words that transformieren your German into etwas Besseres, something better. Once you're aware of them, you'll gradually develop an ear for them. Let's call them attitude words because their job is to convey the speaker's personal tone to the sentence. For example, take the expression, was ist los? What's the matter? Insert den and you get the more personal, more natural sounding. Was ist denn los? What's the matter then? So how would you say to a close friend, what's the matter then with you? Was ist denn mit dir los? Was ist denn mit dir los? And what's the matter with him? Was ist denn mit ihm los? Let's answer, well then, which is, na ja, he's always stressed. Stressed is gestresst. Na ja, er ist halt immer gestresst. Na ja, er ist halt immer gestresst. Did you spot the little attitude word that sneaked in there? Yes, halt. Er ist halt immer gestresst. He is simply always stressed out, would probably be the closest translation. Now you'll also hear den in... Wieso denn? Meaning, how come? What's the reason? Wieso denn? Literally, how so then? Okay, if to come along is mitkommen, to come with, how would you say to a friend, you can't come along tonight, how so? Du kannst heute Abend nicht mitkommen? Wieso denn nicht? Du kannst heute Abend nicht mitkommen? Wieso denn nicht? Mal is another good attitude word. Do you recall that mal with a capital letter means time in the sense of occasion as in das erste Mal, the first time? So how would you say the second, third and fourth time? Das zweite, dritte und vierte Mal. Ja, das zweite, dritte und vierte Mal. Einmal means once. So what about twice, three times, four times? Zweimal, dreimal, viermal. But that tiny attitude word mal on its own with a little m can mean all sorts, depending on the context. Zum Beispiel, for example, if... Der Moment is the moment. Moment mal means just a moment. So how would you say, just a moment, I'm coming. Moment mal, ich komme. Moment mal, ich komme. Gut. And if someone puts you on the spot and you just need to think before you answer, then using überlegen, which Michelle Thomas described as laying something over in your mind, meaning having a think, try Wait, I must just have a think. Warten Sie, ich muss mal überlegen. Warten Sie, ich muss mal überlegen. Gucken means to look at or peek at. It's spelt G-U-C-K-E-N, but it's pronounced gucken and has nothing to do with cooking. So, guck mal is, hey look, just look. So how would you say, hey look, I found it. 
The diving form of finden is gefunden. Guck mal, ich hab's gefunden. Guck mal, ich hab's gefunden. When the guard, der Schaffner, checks his fahrplan for you, the timetable, literally driving plan, he may mutter, well, let's have a look. Lassen means to let in the sense of to allow. So think of the command form in the do person. Remember to move the second whole verb to the end of the sentence. And now try and work out how to say, well, let's have a look. Literally, well, let just look. Na, lass mal gucken. Na, lass mal gucken. Did you get that? Almost? Bravo! Now, look or just look is another expression you will frequently hear using schauen. Schauen or anschauen also mean to look. So this time using the polite command form of the verb schauen, Insert mal after it to say, now look. Schauen Sie mal. Schauen Sie mal. Dort drüben ist das Touristeninformationsbüro. Now look. Over there is the tourist information office. Similarly, you will often come across the expression, now listen. Recalling the verb to hear, to listen, hören, say, Now listen, the office is now closed. The diving form of schließen to close is geschlossen. Hören Sie mal, das Büro ist jetzt geschlossen. Hören Sie mal, das Büro ist jetzt geschlossen. Gut gemacht. Now, if raten is to guess, how would you say using the formal sie? Well, guess then. Na, raten Sie mal. Na, raten Sie mal. Well, guess then. Can you take this a step further and add, How long Julius cooked in my kitchen today? How long is, of course, wie lange, and will affect the word order. Na, raten Sie mal, how long Julius today in my kitchen cooked has. Wie lange Julius heute in meiner Küche gekocht hat. Ausgezeichnet. And putting that together. Na, raten Sie mal, wie lange Julius heute in meiner Küche gekocht hat. Na, raten Sie mal, wie lange Julius heute in meiner Küche gekocht hat. Well, guess then, how long Julius cooked in my kitchen today. Now listen out for this attitude word, doch. Doch means yes and is used to contradict a negative statement. Go for gist now, just let your instincts kick in. Listen to what Julius says to you. Ich habe drei Stunden lang gekocht. Du kannst jetzt abwaschen. Du bist nicht müde, oder? What did Julius say? Yes, he said he's cooked for three hours. And did you catch on that he wanted you to wash up? What was to wash up? Yes, abwaschen. Du kannst abwaschen. Julius reckons you aren't tired. Du bist nicht müde, oder? You're not tired, are you? That is a negative question to which you should now give that unexpectedly positive response, doch. So say, 
Oh yes, I am very tired. Remember the word müde meaning tired. Doch, ich bin sehr müde. Yes, I'm very tired. Doch, short but sweet. Try another. Using the Z form, how would you say, don't you like it? To say to like, you can use gern haben, literally, to have something willingly, gladly. So, don't you like it would be... Haben Sie es nicht gern? Did you get that? Haben Sie es nicht gern? Now, adding the doch response. Don't you like it? Oh, yes, I do. Haben Sie es nicht gern? Doch. Another way of saying to like is gefallen. Michelle Thomas taught us the expression I like it, it pleases to me, es gefällt mir. It needs a little practice, so let's try I like it a lot. And for a lot, think of very well, sehr gut, not feel. So once again, I like it, it pleases me a lot, very well. Es gefällt mir sehr gut. Ja, es gefällt mir sehr gut. What about, he likes it a lot. It pleases to him a lot. Es gefällt ihm sehr gut. Richtig, es gefällt ihm sehr gut. Let's try that in the past now. I liked it. Dive from the Haben diving board and you'll come up with gefallen again. So, I liked it. Es hat mir gefallen. Es hat mir gefallen. What about to a friend? You liked it, didn't you? For didn't you, isn't that so? You've already heard order, but there's also nicht wahr. Literally, not true, isn't that true? Nicht wahr? So let's try, you liked it, didn't you? Es hat dir gefallen, nicht wahr? Es hat dir gefallen, nicht wahr? Now ask, did you like it? Hat es dir gefallen? Hat es dir gefallen? And now, changing the word order to make it a negative question, didn't you like it then? Hat es dir denn nicht gefallen? Hat es dir denn nicht gefallen? And now you're in the position to try this with that emphatic doch answer. Didn't you like it then? Oh yes, I did. Hat es dir denn nicht gefallen? Doch. Hat es dir denn nicht gefallen? Doch. So, after a negative statement or question, when you want to cancel it out and be super positive, use doch. You'll also hear doch used for emphasis or encouragement. Similar to the English do. Using the polite command form and inserting doch, say do come or come on. Kommen Sie doch. Kommen Sie doch. Let's look at some more examples of doch being used in this way. For example, in sentences such as now be patient or in now don't be so cheeky. For both of these sentences, we need the word sei, which comes from sein, to be. Sei is the command form for the do person, and seien sie for the formal sie person. Bearing this in mind, what would don't be so stupid be? Sei doch nicht so dumm. Sei doch nicht so dumm. Don't be so stupid. Right, back to our sentence. 
Now be patient or be patient now. Try and work it out using the formal Z command and geduldig for patient. Seien Sie doch geduldig. Seien Sie doch geduldig. Good. Now, if frech means cheeky, how would you say to Julia, using that doch, don't be so cheeky? Sei doch nicht so frech. Sei doch nicht so frech, jawohl. Yes, don't be so cheeky. And using the polite form to a passerby and net for kind, be so kind and tell me. Firstly, be so kind. Seien Sie so nett. Seien Sie so nett. Now add that attitude word doch for emphasis. Seien Sie doch so nett. Seien Sie doch so nett. And now let's add and tell me. For tell, use sagen in that easy command form. And remember that tell me is really tell to me. So, and tell to me. Und sagen Sie mir. Und sagen Sie mir. Seien Sie doch so nett. Und sagen Sie mir. Well done. And now you can add anything you need to know, like where the station is. Wo der Bahnhof ist. Wo der Bahnhof ist. Now try the whole very polite request. Be so kind and tell me where the station is. Seien Sie doch so nett und sagen Sie mir, wo der Bahnhof ist. Seien Sie doch so nett und sagen Sie mir, wo der Bahnhof ist. Super, das war ja toll. That really was great. And did you spot the tiny attitude word in that? Das war ja toll. Yes, the ja simply adds emphasis and flow. Das war ja toll. Think of this as a game, spotting these attitude words when you listen in on other people's conversations. You'll soon realize they don't make a big difference to the meaning, but they really affect the flow and rhythm of what is said. And I'd like to share my favorite example with you, an expression in which 50% are attitude words. Es ist doch nun mal so. Es ist doch nun mal so. That's just how it is. Es ist doch nun mal so. Es ist doch nun mal so. Und das wär's. And that's it. You've come a very long way on this language adventure. And you are now more than ready to set off on your own. You have many of the tools you need. But remember, you can always review your Michelle Thomas courses, dip into German magazines, skim newspaper headlines, or tune into the German radio or TV. But nothing beats talking to a native German speaker who will respect you for studying the language and will be happy to practice with you. Don't worry about making mistakes. We all make them, even famous people like President Kennedy, who stood at the Berlin Wall delivering a speech of Solidarität to West Berliners. He concluded his speech, Ich bin ein Berliner. He didn't know that ein Berliner is a donut. He should have said, Ich bin Berliner. No matter. President Kennedy won the hearts of his listeners, who may even have liked him better for having made an honest mistake trying to speak their language. In reverse, German Prime Minister Kohl, struggling with his English to offer the informal do to Ronald Reagan, was rumored to have said, Ronnie, you can now say you to me. 
Every language has the odd trap and pitfall, those falsche Freunde, false friends that lead you astray. Let me warn you about bekommen and eventuell. Mistranslate them and the consequences can be dire. Let me show you how. The story goes that a German touristin with very poor English ordered eine Apfeltorte im Ritz Hotel in London. Ever more irritated, immer mehr irritiert, that her apple tart has still not arrived, she calls out to the waiter, Then will I eventually become a tart? I hope never, madam, replies the refined waiter. Because, of course, bekommen does not mean to become. So what does it mean? Of course, bekommen means to get. And what is to become in German? Yes, werden, one of your essential handles. And why did our German tourist use eventually? Because it sounds so close to eventuell. But as you know, eventuell really means... Possibly. Eventually, or in the end, is endlich, E-N-D-L-I-C-H. So, take heed. The common is to get, and eventuell is possibly. Vielen Dank für die harte Arbeit und für die Konzentration. Ich hoffe, du bist motiviert, mit Deutsch weiterzumachen. I really do hope you are motivated to continue with your German. Mir hat es viel Spaß gemacht. It was a lot of fun for me. Viel Glück. Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiederhören.